You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is the one and only Michael Dees. What is up, dude? Dude, living the dream. Living the dream, man. I'm so excited. We're, we're having all these conversations. Uh, we, you know, we started these back-to-back meetings in the mornings now, and it kind of feels like we're finally starting to to crack, like how we can make a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, how we how we can run business uh, in this remote side with like digital signatures and all this kind of stuff we've been talking about. So, kind of gets me amped a little bit to kind of feel like we're starting to crack the code. Yeah, it's like you have to, you know, at first it was kind of like a cluster mess, right? And you're trying to like figure everything out, um, make adjustments. And, and now now we're starting to get some routine, right? So like uh, for everybody who's listening, what Mike's talking about is that we have a daily huddle. So we started doing our daily huddles this week. Um, and at 9 a.m., at 9 a.m., we get our sales and admin team together and we go for about a half hour kind of talking through the day, seeing what everybody's working on, seeing progresses and stuff. And then at 9.30, we do it again with the service team. Um, so, like, I always feel like it's very effective. If anything, it's just good to see everybody's face for a minute. For so, sure, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's really, really good. So, well, awesome. Um, I'm excited to get into this episode. But before we do, I want to give some shout-outs to some incredible sponsors you guys today's episode is brought to you by our friends at brooker pest control if you're like me and your remote office consists of working outside which is the only way i can get out of like the chaos of <laughs> kids and stuff um you may be you might, you might be tired of battling those mosquitoes right our friends at brooker pest control offer effective mosquito control so you can enjoy your yard get out and be outside and work outside during this remote life you guys um, Brooker Pest Control serves the Gainesville and surrounding area. Give them a shout at 352-378-2433 or find them online at brookerpestcontrol.com. And I also have to give a shout out to a new sponsor. Are you ready for this one? We have Colliers International. Uh, have you noticed those blue Colliers International signs all over Gainesville? Those are the signs of progress, you guys. Colliers Gainesville is the region's top commercial real estate team. When you need to buy or sell commercial land or buildings, find a new space for your business, or lease out a property you own, turn to Colliers Gainesville. Um, they close more than 60 deals a year. Shouldn't yours be one of them, Mike? Huh? Mm, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Check out all their services at colliers.com slash Gainesville. Um, Dan Drodos and team. Um, are good friends of mine and I'm just super uh, grateful for their sponsorship and supporting us in this podcast. So you guys support all of our sponsors. That's, that's how we make this show possible and, uh, and, and make it great interviews like this one possible. I'm excited to get into this with my friend rally from chain reaction, dude, what is up? How are you this morning? I'm, I'm good. I'm a little beat, a little worn down. Um, uh, we've been running, I have Sundays off, but we've been running pretty much 90 miles an hour the last like five, six weeks. Okay. So yeah. So, so talk to us a little bit about it. Like one of the, one of the things that I really like to find out um, and that I've been asking of almost every, in almost inter, every interview was like, what were those first steps, right? When this virus r- really started to impact Gainesville, you know, what were some of the first things that, that you started to do and take action on? 
Well, um, first of all, I'm blessed and stoked to have Ben Talbot as my, my main man here. The, I was like the day before it got weird with the news and everything. We kind of like thought about it already and had talked about everything. And uh, he had just on Sunday night come up with this plan. He calls me at like five. And um, basically we re rerouted everything and redid everything and reorganized our, our system. Um, came up with our own little curbside deal. This was before anything was sent out on being closed or being open or any of that. So basically it had me at the front of the, the shop there um, with the little sign says, Hey, curbside, we'll be able to come out to your car. Or, you know, you can drop your bike off. And, um, and then it, it, I had my guy, you know, Ben at, at night coming in to do repairs. So, it actually has kind of worked out. We've, we've changed our ways a little bit. He's pretty, he's pretty stoked on this. Like generally where we are, he's doing six to eight repairs, maybe 10 repairs a day, sometimes more. Well, he's able to get, he's twice as efficient, essentially. He's twice as efficient because he's not answering phones in the off hours and he's not having to answer questions on how to repair something else. He's able to just come in and knock it out. So that has been great. So we've been super efficient. It's just been um, myself, this guy, Colin David, and, and Ben Talbot, and uh, we're just kind of you know, making it happen. Cool. So um, our sales have, have gone crazy. Um, like, we got um, kind of, well, we kind of got used to like the, this whole scooter thing kind of took over the bike world. I'm just <laughs> it did yeah, have an effect. Yeah, it, did. It, it had an effect on us for real. Like it had an effect. Um, by that, I mean, uh, we went from in the 90 or in the 2000s, uh, we were doing, you know, two to three bikes a day sales. And, and we have grown to become used to one bike a day. You know, that's kind of been our, our thing in the last three to five years, one bike a day except for around back to school or Christmas or whatever. And then um, this has gone crazy. Like I, I saw this podcast from a guy from giant, giant bicycles, giant bicycle corporation is the world's largest distributor of bicycles. And he came on and said, listen, I do stationary bikes. And this is two months ago. I do stationary bikes and I work with gyms and I can see what's getting ready to happen. And you need to buy your bikes now. And at that, like in the, within the same two days, Ben again called me up and said, Hey dude, you need to buy some bikes. So we tripled our orders or whatever, and just brought in a ton of bikes. Um, the sales went from one to two bikes a day to like five to six bikes a day. Some wow. days we sold eight bikes a day in the last couple of weeks. It's just been nuts. Part of that's due to, um, great networking with Facebook and friends and local friends, you know, supporting us and, and uh, people that I haven't seen in 15 or 20 years that have bought bikes for me. It has our sticker right on the bike. I haven't seen them since 2005 or 2003. They come in here and they have their whole families like half grown and the, you know, the kids are all grown up and and they come in and they either get their bikes fixed up or they're buying, you know, their kids are outgrown their bikes. So they're buying bikes for their kids and it's just been, been awesome i've been doing deliveries and um anything we can to just be to maximize and to just be as sharp as we can with what we have yeah i mean i've heard a lot like just in in conversations and in news and 
that recreational type stuff during this time has really been on the increase. You know, I think it just has a lot to do with more, more people being at home, um, being with their families more, being able to carve out that, that time and get out. I mean, it's, it, you can, you can social distance on a bicycle for sure. Right. Yeah, it's, it's been great to see the families and how much fun they're all having. I mean, it's, it's great. So, so do, do you look at this as like, as like seasonal growth? I mean, sure, like you'd love to sustain the five to eight units a day, but like, do you look at it as seasonal growth and you've got to be prepared to go back to the one a day model as soon as this is over? Or do you think, I mean, is there anything that you're seeing that you're going to be able to sustain it? I see it as more of a hybrid. I think it's, this is a good opportunity for, for us to um, get out more. And I think it'll be a hybrid. It, sure. It's kind of, it's kind of, you know, fade out a little, but, uh, it's been, it's been a really positive thing in, in that regard of getting out, being able to get out and do things and, and get projects done. And, and I don't know, I think it's, there have been a lot of great things to come from this. So, but yes, to answer your question, it, it will, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll dim out a little. Yeah. Riley, I mean, you guys are, uh, like how much of your business is students like ours overnight? It went from 80% students to 80% local and 20% students like overnight <laughs> forever. We've been 80% students and student repairs and flat tires and walk-ins and like it just switched. We switched completely switched gears. So, so I, mean, <laughs> I can't even describe to you what it's like. It was for me in 2000, 2001, 2003, you know, with with the local economy or okay, with the so, local business i mean so that's really great for you guys in the standpoint that it's not uh affecting you guys too much with the students being gone i mean do you have any anxiety or or worry about the fall semester the fall semester not not happening you know there's been rumors of that you know we don't know anything at this point and they probably won't make that call until you know july or the last minute but you know with the, the possibility, have you thought through the possibility of students not returning um, well, in August and what that might do to your business? Do you think it'll have an effect at all? If for, so? start, well, for starters, since 1993, this, this shop chain reaction's been here. And if you can go online, I think it's YouTube, there's a video of Gainesville in 1992 and some dude had walked around Gainesville with a camera. And the stories that come from this area, and the, this was just a little house shack that, that um, was a bike shop in the fifties or whatever. And so a lot of history here and, um, go ahead with your question again. Cause I'd already, I already lost it, but that's all yeah, right. I was just, I was just talking about, you know, you, you were talking about that your, your audience shifted from students to everybody else. Um, but you know, I'm just wondering if you have any, any concern or thought about school not starting in, in August. So we have a multi-dimensional decision to make or a thought that we go through that we've been going through for six months now that has to do with us having to leave for the, 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 the construction of a six story huge deal. So uh, it's going to be like, you know, commercial on the bottom and then six stories of one bedroom, one bath apartments for the kids. And so that is something that we've been thinking about, but this raises a huge question for me that answer your question. It's, uh, you know, what, what is changing in this world from this whole scenario? And that is 
we could see a 50% decrease in students coming here. This last fall, there were 4,000 students that took classes online with UF from home. Could that double or triple or could that, you know, how high could that go? That's a good question to ask. Like from this, you know, what are we going to see for fall classes? UF's, UF is huge, like the size of all the buildings and all that it can house and all the, you know, I just don't understand where all this construction's coming from or what, you know, what the future holds for students. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge concern. It makes me want to focus more on the locals. How do you do that? I mean, do you change your marketing approach? Is there anything drastic that you've done, you know, in your ads to, to kind of focus on that or? Um, we, for the last 20 years, our location has allowed us to not really do a whole lot for advertising. We don't really advertise. Um, Facebook, we've done some stuff. Uh, ben ha has has done a lot with video. Uh, he's on Instagram and, and Facebook, and we've done a couple of things there. Um, but it's all been just word of mouth for 25 years. So I, I'm old school like that. I don't really – we could do so much more. Um, probably should do more. On the service side of things, um, I'm curious, like, I mean, you've, you said you have like one mechanic that comes in at night. So, so maybe you got some super trustworthy dude that's been there with you for a long time, but like, is there any accountability changes that has to happen to make sure that, that that's seamless for you? Cause I know for a lot of people, like the idea of having somebody work like that off hours, you know, it's like, are they actually getting the work done and that kind of stuff? So yeah, yeah, no, that's hundred percent trust there. We're good there. I do have Colin, uh, David during the day with me, which has been awesome for for the the walk up, you know, quick repairs, flats changes, and and then he'll knock out bike builds and some other things. But we've all worked together really well. But it's um, again, I've always tried to surround myself with great people, so it it works that way. And it's really hard to hire um, when when it's been a challenge for us because the the. The spirit of a bike mechanic it has gone. There used to be three or four people per semester that would come in that had already worked at another bike shop or that had experience, but we haven't found that. So um, we're really happy to have who we have. It's not a huge group, but um, yeah, we're you know happy with what we have. Talk to me a little bit about you know in inventory and inventory concerns. I mean, did you do you have enough inventory and and so, yeah, so we. Um, I've slowly but surely for the last year and a half been thinning out inventory because of our move that we were supposed to have to have. Right. So, you know, going from like 300 down to uh, 50 or hundred bikes is where we were. And then this whole thing happened and um, we're, we're full again. So um, yesterday, this is crazy. Yesterday I called giant bicycles to order cause we're, you know, we've been blowing through bikes and uh, he's like, Raleigh, we don't really have anything. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have anything? He, yesterday was Monday, and it was the following Monday from a huge weekend. And uh, every dealer called up and ordered bikes. So they sold out of bikes. And they right. have six huge warehouses throughout the country, California, you know, all over. And so all of their bikes are gone. And so I'm, then I'm wondering, how, how is China, how are they going to get from Taiwan or China, how are they going to get their product? Like, how, is this, how long is this going to take? So then I'm now this morning, I've been calling other bike distributors to get other, to get bikes. 
Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's actually where I was going with that question because, you know, one of the conversations that I've had even with my own kids was talking about how our scooters, you know, Vespa scooters being manufactured in Italy, for example, and how Italy's been on lockdown. And I'm sure that the scooters aren't getting manufactured. And I'm sure, you know, like the, the global supply chain, if you will, um, you know, right now, at least for us, like we, we've got plenty of inventory, you know, there's, there's plenty, there's plenty in the immediate, but now, now, you know, I'm gonna, you're going to start seeing these trickle effects of, you know, if the manufacturer in China isn't manufacturing bikes because their entire, you know, company is, is, uh, at home sick or, uh, isolated or, you know, being, being on lockdown, whatever the case might be, whatever country it is, like what kind of global impact is that going to have on retailers like yourself? I mean, do you foresee running out of inventory and not being able to get any? And what would you do if that happened? For sure. Totally. If, 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 if I wasn't vigilant about this right now, or when Ben called me a month and a half ago and said, dude, order bikes now, we need bikes. And I'm like, this is crazy. We got to move. We got to move. Like, why would I bring him? He's like, let's just get a bunch of bikes. Just trust me. And then, of course, then I saw that podcast. and I'm like, fine, let's do it. Let's go for it. And then, uh, you know, I've been feeling, constantly feeling. Each week I've been bringing in more and more. And so we're, we're full, but I guarantee you there's a hole in a lot of areas, in, 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 a, in a lot of industry, different industries. There's going to be, there are going to be huge holes to fill. And, and who knows how long we could get till it could take to get product so what's the what will be the answer for operating in in the event that like say say six months from now a year from now there's no bicycle inventory because it's all been bought up it's all been sold to customers and the supply chain is delayed i mean how would you adapt to that so i tend to go where the fish are biting um by that i mean like whatever i have to do to get to a place to get product. If I have to get product, like let's say I go on Craigslist and start buying used bikes and just get into the used bike industry. That'd be an, that's an option. We've actually done really well with that over the years. Um, but I, I would just go heavy into that direction. Um, our, our, when our sales dropped down to one bike per day average, our service went through the roof and that's because kids were buying bikes online that were poorly put together or quickly put together. And then they would just bring them into us to build them and, and get them dialed. So our service has gone up um, dramatically over the last five to 10 years service that I never saw from, you know, 2000 to 2006. So it's all, it's everything's constantly changing. You just got to check the temperature. My, my head's just been in cause uh, like Colin had mentioned it. We, I mean, for those that know, we we uh, we sell a line of electric bicycles, and so we're plugged into uh, several different people that do well with uh, whether they're electric or not. And what we have seen is that the the outdoors uh, segment, the the uh, what do you call them? The word is giving me move, but your your ATVs, your bikes, your your um, man. I'm trying to go after a word. It's not there, but like all that t- seems to be doing well right now. It's one of the the few industries that seem to be experiencing any kind of growth. Um, so it's just interesting to me and it's, it's awesome uh, for you because you're, you're getting all these new service customers now also that will help sustain, uh, you know, in the coming months and years. That's, that's totally true. Um, the, the industry with the electric bikes has been kind of 
tough because there are so many people like rad scooters that that make a product that's easily put together by a consumer so the, the consumer doesn't need uh, independent dealer ibd and um so we've our sales for electric have gone down but our service has gone up and we're still selling like 10 to 20 units a year maybe um but it's been good. Like it's, it's, it's every little thing that you can be a part of in, in, in this type of industry and, and be able to service that portion of it is what gives you more cards to play with. I mean, it's super interesting. I'm like, I'm just fascinated. Um, one by like retail, like a, an establishment that's doing really well during this time, given the fact that, you know, it seems like everybody else is struggling. So are you going to be hiring more help soon? Because there might be some people who need it. <laughs> Potentially. Um, I'm doing more pickup and delivery. People love that. Service has just been, it's changed our, our picture. And same day turnaround or 24 hour turnaround has been huge. People love to have their stuff, you know, back right away. And, and, and that's been real helpful for us. But um, yeah, I could see us needing um help help in the future if this continues at this level yeah i mean i get sundays off and and i got spoiled because for a while for a very long time i i was able to just rely on my guys and not have to work but 20 30 hours a week and you know for the first 15 years of this business i i was upwards of 50 or 60 hours a week but then i've gotten down to 10 or 20 hours a week for a while it's like being in early retirement it's crazy and then now I'm back to, you know, just going after it. And it was weird. It was like being in shape or being out of shape. I would, when I st after the first four days, I was like, okay, I could do this. And because it was all day, every day. And then, um, and then, and then it, like I got hammered and tired and whatever. And so I had to get back into it, but we're, we're rolling again. Um, and it feels, it feels good to, to execute sales and to, to make people happy and to, and to get, you know, um, to get product or get service accomplished and re, you know, return to the, to the people. So is it, it's like refueling that, that fire, that passion is like, you feel it coming back or totally. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. It's just good to see a, a well-oiled machine. Like these guys, uh, you know, probably short staff, whatever. So they work really hard and then they, the tools get misplaced or they get put around because they don't have time to clean up. Well, we've had time in the last, you know, at night when it's quiet or at the end of the day, these guys will clean up and it's so sweet to have things tight. And so it, it, we're well oiled right now. I don't know. It just, it feels good to be, you know, smooth. The analogy. I love it. I know. <laughs> it's like, well, oiled. got that chain loop going. You're good. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> we're greased up. We're tight. <laughs> I love it, man. That's great. Well, That's I mean, why don't you like tell everybody where, I mean, if they can, I mean, you still got bicycles to sell right now, right? Like yeah. people can come buy one. Like what's yeah, 1630 uh, West university over by the swamp restaurant next to Sarah's, uh, uh, Larry's giant subs. And, um, you know, um, uh, Patel behind us is, is open and, and we're, we've stayed open and it's been really cool. Very, very stoked to be able to be one of the businesses that's been able to stay open. Um, 
we service, you know, UPD, GPD, and, and the fire department's bikes. And, and uh, so awesome. um, and we wrote that letter to, to apply for that, to be able to stay open. But very quickly, our, uh, our industry or our, our, our shop was allowed to, to stay open. Um, and we, we haven't closed, which has been really cool. So um, just, just blessed, thankful. Yeah, on that, I mean, real quick, this will be my last question, and then we'll wrap it up. I mean, is there, um, you know, any, I mean, any fear, like, from, from your team of, like, interacting with customers, people coming in with masks? Like, is there a hesitancy of, like, ah, I don't want to come to work because I'm nervous about getting sick or, like. Exactly, any- yeah, and that's why we set up uh, the night service the night service thing there we've kept it down to max you know on average two people in the store at at, at the same time and um it's been kind of strange taking product out to the parking lot <laughs> to sell it out there and not allowing the, the customers to come in but i mean it's it's worked out people are very understanding very cool very thankful to be able to get out of the house and come over and check out product and and um it's it's been very positive i know it hasn't been very positive for everyone i just want to say you know especially to those who have only owned a business for like a year or two years um sorry it's just hard to think about i i i can't comprehend what it would be like to have to to really have to dig deep and take out of your personal savings to to keep something alive hopefully this this thing just goes by the wayside and we just pick right back up but um you know my heart and prayers and thoughts go out to all all everybody who's hung on yeah so like i mean you have a big heart like mike and i do and that's the whole reason why we're doing this podcast right and this is the why why we shifted and pivoted to this uh to this daily model really focusing on this virus because we really want to help everybody get through this um really lift people up and really um one, just let, let them know that they're not alone. And, and if we can save a business from closing or save some jobs, then, then we've done what it takes, right? Like we've, that's it. we've, we've, we've contributed. And so, so that's what, that's why we want to do this. Um, so with that in mind, like I lied, this will be my last question. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, like what, like what, what piece of advice would you give, you know, to, to that business, uh, you know, to that, to that person who, uh, is sitting back right now, like has all of this stress weighing down on them. And they're just thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, like I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. This is crushing. The world is melting. You know, like what, what would you say to that person? And, um, we're not being shot at every day by that war, real war. Um, we, we are just, we're straight up. We're blessed to be here in this country and it's not going to last forever there could be a lot worse and i think we'll we're going to get through this and we'll be all right dude i love that just perspective right it's just gotta you gotta like you just gotta hold on and just save your money as best you can you gotta yeah i think there'll be a lot of forgiveness in the um like with mortgages there'll be a lot of forgiveness tax taxes that are to be paid on time all that stuff just save what you have and, and get through and, and won't, this isn't going to last forever. That's great, man. It's a really good perspective. Awesome. Well, um, 
Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, dude, this is this is great. great. Uh, tell yeah. everybody like what your phone number is too, just in case they need. Okay, you. Chain Reaction, uh, sixteen thirty West University, um, ChainReactionBikeShop.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're constantly posting stuff um, on things that are on sale. Or uh, we're open twelve to five, uh, Monday through Saturday, closed Sunday, and twenty four hour turnaround. Uh, if free pickup and delivery if you need anything we're here for you hustling baby awesome. i love it mike <laughs> final thoughts yeah man i just want to say congrats i'm happy to hear you're doing well you've been a pillar in this community for a long time so it's really good to see and uh, thanks for sharing your story with us man thank you for 25 years of, of all the people in gainesville coming into our store i'm always Trust fascinated guys. i'm always fascinated how we're such good friends you you single-handedly stole his fire we got we got like this energy baby scooter bicycle thing going on like oh you sure you want a bicycle how about a scooter are you sure a scooter how about a bicycle we got that's it no but you know i've always i've always uh i've always loved our relationship and appreciated what you guys have done for the community and and uh you know even being able to do this with you is is a ton of fun you know so thanks for being you man you I'm too. Great, grateful for you. you too. It's good to see you guys, and thanks for having me. So, Gainesville, make sure to support Chain Reaction. Go get a bike. Hit them up. Get out. Get outdoors and enjoy the social distancing. You know, I, I mean, look look for the opportunity in the darkness, right? And that that's some of it. Go buy bikes for the whole family. And get out. Right. Get out. Get outdoors. And if you don't want a bike, then buy a scooter for the whole family. <laughs> Gainesville, we love you. We will get through this. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. whoa. Rally, give us your best whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> we will see you later, Gainesville. Bye.